Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Mo, I don't know about you this morning, but I know that I had just a little PTSD walking into the building today after we froze our nipples off yesterday. Yeah, I'm down bad. <laughs> Is that like a cold? That's a cold. Oh, dude, I, no. I thought if I woke up and showered, took some tea, and came in, I would feel better, but I think I'm going the wrong way. Get out of here. I'm down bad. Get out of here. Yeah, I don't we, we don't want that. Get out of here. You just feel so. Yesterday, if you, I'm sorry. Uh, yesterday, if you weren't listening to the show, um, we did a competition where Mo and I went outside, and it was two degrees here yesterday. And we answered a series of pop culture questions, and whoever got one wrong essentially had to take a piece of clothing off. We had ten pieces of clothes. Uh, Mo was. More dressed than I was at the end of this thing. I ended up losing and went right down to my drawers. And Mo was out there freezing also, but did much better than I did. But you're feeling it today. I thought I was safe. And then, like, <laughs> midway through yesterday, I could just feel it taking over my body. Oh, by are the you second. sick? <laughs> yes. Oh, well, if it makes you feel any better, you can't get sick from being cold. You can only get sick from germs. So being out in the cold yesterday wouldn't have caused you to get sick. But it does lower your immune system. That, so, that yeah. So if you did have something, it probably, it probably so it worsened it. it wasn't cold, it was burnt? Yeah. <laughs> I don't recall us, you and I, doing it, like exchanging germs. <laughs> <laughs> There's something going around, yeah. and I bet, like, you either already had it, and then being outside in the cold, like, worsened it, but... Yeah, it's an old wives' tale that if you're outside in the cold, you're going to get sick. Yeah. No, man, it's it's just it's it's germs that get you sick. Yeah, so you got you just got something down bad. Like Cassie said, so your immune system was down yesterday, and uh, it was one of the most painful things that I have ever done on the radio before. It was rough. <laughs> it, it, were was blue. Blue. <laughs> it was really brutal. So the video I'm guessing is living on Facebook right now, uh, Cass. It's up on Facebook. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, go home. what it is. Yeah, yeah get out of here. I tried, y'all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> go walk home in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to lick the ground all the way home. <laughs> and, and we'll see. Get out of here. Uh, the Facebook comments yesterday, I looked at maybe six or seven of them. I was like Mo. So yesterday, I think because when you're out in those kind of temperatures and you're that cold, your body is fighting the cold. I was exhausted yesterday. I mean, I got home, crashed on my couch in front of the fireplace and um, then had a dinner with Kristen last night and some friends. And I had to bail on dinner last night because I couldn't keep my eyes open. I was tired all day. No, I looked at you and I go, we're going to order dessert. I know you want to leave. You can go. I was like, thank you. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. You can get down from the table. <laughs> <laughs> so the comments that I looked at on Facebook yesterday, and it was really just for a couple of seconds, were very, very funny. Oh, most of them. my God. They were great. There were people saying that they had pulled over to watch, like multiple people pulled over. Kids not getting out of the carpool line because they were staying in the car to watch. But here's some of my favorites. Amanda Aldridge said, Bert got a body. Yaddy, 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 yaddy. Okay. Mark DeMarco said, Bert, you are looking scrumptious. That one was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, people were hoping Mo would lose, so he would sh- uh, strip yeah. down. Well, Mo has a history here. If you're not a long-time listener of The Burt Show, he took a picture of himself in gray sweatpants a couple of years ago that lives in infamy. So people were really hoping 
to see the sequel yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I told him as he walked out if if it showed up as impressive as the sweatpants in that cold weather, I would seriously be impressed. Really? <laughs> Katie Fitzpatrick said Moe's not signing another contract after this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> RJ De La Fuente is trying to get people fired because he said the intern should have grabbed the clothes and run. And left y'all stranded out there. That w- that would have been very funny if it wasn't interns. Yeah. <laughs> Allison Schroeder says, "I bet they'll both pay more attention to Ebas now." Hey. Yeah, right. And because we-, we were answering questions that were pop culture related, but they were all in Abby's Ebas. And we had people watching literally from all over the globe. Denmark, Ireland, Scotland, New Zealand was watching. Hilarious. Um, one of my favorites was, like, uh, I don't know if I can find who wrote it, but they were like, oh, um, I'm in, I see it's a lovely spring day. Hello from Canada. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I don't know because I got a bunch of DMs yesterday from you guys that listen in our affiliate family cities like up north. And just being out in that weather yesterday, of course, we weren't, we didn't have clothes on. I don't know why you guys live in that kind of weather. I mean, some were posting yesterday of like minus 20 degrees, snow up to the like their chest yesterday. I I wouldn't last one week in weather like that. Yeah. Well, some people have good relationships with their families and that's where their families are. So that's where they stay. It can't be that good. (laughs) I can't love my parents enough to to live in that kind of weather. They probably feel the same way about us. Like when it hits 95, 100, they're like, how can you, with the humidity, why would you guys stay in that swamp? It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the video lives up online on Facebook right now if you want to check it out. It is painful and Mo is out today because of it. (laughs) (laughs) The Bird Show. All right, Kristen is about to get Wing Woman of the Year, 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 Year (laughs) Award. Well, Cassie had a uh, made a revelation on the air. It wasn't a revelation to her. It was a revelation to us about the last time you and your husband went out on a date. And it was over four years ago (gasps) when I was I I was um, pregnant, I think, at the time with my daughter, who is now over four. And we just there's no one I found that the people, let me rephrase, the people that I would trust enough to watch my ki- children have kids of their own. So there's no way I'm asking like Kristen or my mom fr- friend, uh, Brianna, to come watch my kids when they've got kids at home to look after, you know, and maybe that's unfair. It's just those are the people I would trust. And because we don't have family in the area, we've just never gone on a date. So it's like, it's sort of like if something happens and you're not there, you would never be able to live with yourself because obviously your kids are your most precious gift. Um, so, and you wouldn't be able to live with yourself. So you guys just haven't gone out. Yeah. I mean, I cannot tell you even when I had my second child, Max, how hard it was to leave Hazel for the first time with her grandpa. And he came down to watch her and we ended up, I ended up sending Chad home at night. And it's not because we didn't trust him. It's just, I was also like, she's not used to it. So I was Uh alone in the hospital for probably three quarters of the time after having my son just because we want to be hands-on and I'm not I'm not trying to insinuate parents who go on dates aren't. We just don't have the support system here that with of people I'd feel comfortable sure. living my kids with. This uh, is when you realize it takes a village. Yes. And I know this is going to sound like a joke but it really isn't. When Stacy and I had Hayden our first 21 years ago, um I we both Stacy and I felt like our kid was in better hands with her mom <laughs> than with us. Like it was safer in her mom's hands. So we had no problem going on dates because the kid was safer with Gigi. Yeah, I mean, and if I had if I had that here, like I totally would do it. It's just and I know there are professional caregivers and there are great babysitters. 
I just have a very hard time. It takes me a long time to trust somebody on the outside, um, especially with my most precious thing in the world. And so that would be a very long. So I need to like find a friend of a friend who's had a babysitter that they trust and then get to know them. Because again, always in the back of my head, though, even with experienced caregivers, things happen, you know, and we've got stuff in our house that we keep the kids away from. It's just it's accidents happen and so my no anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to be asleep when you come over. So I was wondering if you were going to do that. So um, when I heard this, I'm like, girl, because I remember my best friend, Claire, after I gave birth to Jimmy, a um, couple months later, she's like, you need to get out of the house, you and your husband. This is very important because she's already had two kids. And she forced us to go out to dinner just for like an hour and a half, two hours, mm. came over, watched our infant. Granted, he's like a little potato. He wasn't really going to do anything. Um, but it was just, it was just, it was, I will never forget that. And I'm like, I wanted to pay it forward. So when I heard that from Cassie on air, I'm like, no, seriously. I have, I can give you my resume. I have kept a child alive for two years now. Yeah. Um, like, we, we, we can do this. Just let me know when. I will come over to your house. I will watch your kids so you and Chad can go out to dinner. You can literally go to somewhere, like, five minutes away from the house, just as long as you get out of the house and you have some one-on-one time together. I want to tell you that I was in here during that conversation <clears throat> when you said that, and I didn't have one thought of volunteering to watch. <laughs> so. I'm glad. I wouldn't know how to I'd shoot you down. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been offended if she was like, I'll take you up on the offer, but I'd rather have your husband bark. I would not have been offended at all. Who is the stay-at-home dad? <clears throat> no, so thank you. Thank you for offering. And y'all, like, to give you behind the scenes, Kristen has been so incredible. When I was pregnant with my son, she's like, let me come over. You and Chad can go out. And I was like, no. We made a date. I think it was last July you were supposed to come over and babysit. And I just keep pushing it and pushing it. And then we made this date in January, like back before Thanksgiving. Uh, it was in November that um, we did this. So I have kept moving it. And Kristen has kept being like, let me babysit. So finally tonight it's happening. We have a reservation at our favorite spot. Um, I'll, I'll send you a time, see if you can come over. Hazel's going to be up, so I know she'll love to hang out and see you. We're putting Max to bed because he is, will beat you up and try and jump down the stairs. <laughs> He's uh, de definitely into paragliding right now. Nice. So let me submit this. While it's nice, you guys are going to go out, have a nice dinner, a little candlelight, maybe have a little wine or what have you. Our intern told us the other day that it's kind of chic now to rent an Airbnb for just a couple of hours. Oh, wow. Oh. All I'm saying is a bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I have no problem doing that in the house while there's, that's okay. fine. It's, it's the alone time while they're awake, you know, like going to, a, during dinner hours, it would be nice to leave and be surrounded by other adults. And sit at a table and be able to have an actual conversation mm -hmm. and I have to constantly pick stuff off the floor that they keep dropping. It's glorious. Oh my, what is it? Like you try and have one conversation, it's mom, mom. Look at my fingers. Look at my fingers all wrapped together. I'm like, was that was that critical breaking news? Eat your banana. This is so gender defining. Like Kristen wants to set up this night to where you guys can communicate and connect. And I just want you to go to Airbnb and get freaky. Yeah, freaky. It's not your furniture. Not your sheets, not your bed. Oh, God, that grosses me out. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Both Kate Middleton and King Charles are spending some time in the hospital this week. This has to be one of the worst parts about being royal because, of course, news of the royal jewels 
is a front page story. So Buckingham Palace said the king's condition is benign, but he's going undergoing a corrective procedure for an enlarged prostate. I'm sure that can't be comfortable. And Kate Middleton is actually expected to spend nearly two weeks in the hospital because she's been hospitalized after undergoing abdominal surgery. Now, this freaked a lot of people out. Mm -hmm. People thought maybe she has like cancer or something. It's non-cancerous, according to Entertainment Tonight. The palace put out a statement that said the surgery was successful and it is expected that she'll remain in the hospital for 10 to 14 days. Based on the current medical advice, she is unlikely to return to public duties until after Easter. Sounds pretty routine until you find out that Prince William canceled all of his uh, engagements knowing that she's in the hospital. So, yeah, I follow the all the royal family like, um, you know, Instagram uh, accounts. And when I saw the press release and I read it, like they're not disclosing what she had done because she wants privacy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to know that it's it's non-cancerous, but um, they're going to they're gonna keep that close to the chest. And I guess running down the street and going to an urgent care isn't really, that's no, not, that doesn't really, happen in the royal family. No, I can't really do that when, I don't even know if they have urgent care in England. Maybe you just go to like a blacksmith or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I picture England. You You still picture it back in the dark ages. The only view I have of England is all the period dramas that I watch. (laughs) No electricity, just candles still. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Just Bridgerton. That's how I picture England. You had to go outside and get a bucket of water and pour it into the tub kind of thing. Urgent care blacksmith. Okay. (laughs) Bite on a pillow. It'll be fine. All right. I'm convinced all of the hottest players are on the 49ers because Kyle Juszczyk had the sweetest response to his wife, Kristen, gaining sudden fame from her, his, his, uh, Taylor Swift wearing his wife's custom jacket. So Kristen makes all these custom clothes and jackets out of jerseys and she does it all herself. And so Taylor and Brittany Mahomes ended up wearing this puffer jacket that had their respective partners numbers on it. And Mm. he commented on Every single major post I saw of Taylor Swift wearing this jacket, he was the ultimate hype man. Like, Aww. anytime you saw this photo, he's like, lovely jacket by Kristen Juszczyk. <laughs> and when he was asked about it, this is what he had to say. What was going through your mind when you first saw Taylor walk out in Kristen's just, design? Just happiness, just appreciation, just like, just so, so stoked for her. Because um, I know how hard she's worked, how hard she grinded. And, um, you know, to see Taylor wearing it, and it looks incredible. Um, was just awesome. We were just we were so happy at our house. Do you know how many NFL wives now are going to send their stuff to Taylor Swift in hopes that she just touches it and turns anything they have to gold? Like, oh, my wife has a Chicago Bears Rubik's cube. I'll send it. To, I'll send it to Taylor. Um, there was a great story I saw on TikTok of a fan who happened to be near some like players or coaches' wives and girlfriends, and they were top, talking absolute S about a player's wife who made her own clothes and wore it to the game, and they're like, ew, can you believe that? It's gross. And the wife walked by, and they were like, oh, my God, there she is, like, just talking S. And this fan's like, I wanted to tell him to shut up because I'm trying to watch the game. I splurged on these once-in-a-lifetime tickets, and I'm just hearing them gossip like little nine-year-olds, you know, hating on this girl. And later she found out it was Kristen Juszczyk, and Taylor Swift wore her designs, and she's like, the girls who talked mad S must be eating their words at this moment because they're making fun of her clothes and Taylor Swift is out there wearing them. Wow. And it was beautiful, like this full circle karma yeah. moment. I saw that TikTok too. And she wasn't afraid to drop how they were related to people on yeah. the players. Like, oh really? yeah, I see assistant coaches, <gasps> wife or girlfriend. We don't know for what team because it was a 49ers versus Bucks game, but mm, 
It was mm. it was some hot tea. So just a little note that if he wanted to, he would. And speaking of, there's this new theory going around TikTok called the Orange Peel Theory. And it's this challenge that calls for people in relationships to ask their partner to peel an orange for them. And if their significant other says yes, that means they're willing to help with small tasks. If they say no, it's a signal that they're less likely to offer support throughout the relationship. Why would you say no? Because you don't want to get your hands sticky. Oh. Like you're thinking of yourself instead of the other person. So it's kind of like an altruistic thing to do oh, is by peeling okay. the orange for somebody else. Like that's a real pain in the ass or something? I mean, it's not a real pain in the ass, <laughs> but it's a, it's a small enough pain in the ass that if you're willing to do it for somebody, that means you're probably willing to do bigger things for them. The reaction videos are great. Like one woman's like, I'm hungry. I kind of want an orange. He's like, baby, I'll get cookie steak. We'll get some mashed potatoes. Like, I'll, you know, she's like, I just want an orange. And he picks it up and starts peeling it. Yeah. And then other guys are like, no. You do it yourself. I'm training you to be an independent woman. You're functionally oh, could do it. But it's the way they react, like even after you ask multiple times, and it just kind of indicates <laughs> how the relationship's going to go. Exactly. All right, a rumor is going around that Kanye pulled out all his teeth for new grills. I'll tell you what his rep is saying about his new teeth on your next Evos on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Our social media producer, Rebecca gave me permission to give an update on her cancer journey. So if you are unaware, this was a while back. Um, Rebecca came on air and shared that she had been diagnosed with cancer. They had found a lesion on her tongue and it turned out to be malignant. So she has had surgery to remove said portion of her tongue. They took a part of her arm. They had a tattoo on it. They had a tattoo on it. She's it- what a badass now, man. <laughs> when she gets healthy and she's out. You talk about an icebreaker. She, she's she got a tattoo on her tongue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and now she only has half a tattoo on her arm. <laughs> um, and now because it's the skin and the tissue from her arm on her tongue, her tongue is growing hair. <gasps> yeah. Does she have to shave it? Well, no, because she's doing radiation and the radiation, because she asked her doctors if she could pluck it. I'm sharing all of our conversations <laughs> that we had when I visited her yesterday. And she endorsed <laughs> all of it or just that, hey, we had a visit? Uh, no. No, she endorsed all of it. She's so cool like that, man. She really is like her outlook and her mindset, like she's going to kick cancer's ass so hard. And I'm just so proud of her for um, how she's handling this journey. And she has a fantastic support system. Her mom was there. So I got to meet her mom and hang out with her for a little bit. Um, No, but they said, no, don't do anything because when you get radiation, it's going to be like laser hair removal on your tongue and it's going to take care of the hair for the treatment. Because, I mean, it's essentially like it's 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 intense, but they're they're able to do very targeted radiation on the part of her tongue that was cancerous. So as a sidebar, since the doctor said, no, 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 don't do anything about the hair. What would you do? I don't know. Okay, I really don't know. (laughs) Can, I, I, can I, she go I, to the, the peach wax place that you oh, go to? Oh, the sweet peach? Sweet peach? <laughs> <laughs> Get a wax. Could you imagine you were trying to book an appointment and you call and be like, I'm sorry, but I didn't see a box I could check for tongue. <laughs> I could probably fair. sugar it. Like, sugaring I is all natural know. stuff. I'm very curious, but you guys listening are smarter than we are. So <laughs> mm-hmm. if you have hair in your tongue, what do you do about that? Okay. 1-855. I feel like you have to pluck it because you could. there's no way you could get a razor in there. I think and it you would be ha- stupid to do that. Yeah, I think you would have to pluck it. I also feel like that would be really painful. Like, do you, would you bleed? No, because again, it's not your tongue. It's your arm. It's technically your arm that is acting as your tongue. Oh my God. Do you think you, like, if you pluck it and you feel the sensation of being plucked, do you think your brain will register it's in your tongue area or, or will it think that it's on your arm? Tongue. No. The nerve endings, whatever, are from your arm. That's yeah. why it's growing hair. It's so, arm skin. So when she eats things, do you feel it on your arm? Because you have the nerves there? I don't think so, but 
I I didn't ask her that. We I, just we played a Golden Girls game. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are no taste buds, so you definitely can't yeah. taste it. We, we've got more questions about the hair on the tongue than we do the cancer itself. Yeah. Can, so, so can I give you an update on how she's doing? I want to know about this tongue. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so um, she's in she's in great hands as far as her doctors and her nurses. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give her nurse Cecily a shout out. She was the sweetest person um, yesterday while I was there. So she she is able to have visitors on Wednesdays. That's when she does a round of radiation and then she goes straight to chemo. And um, I, I popped in. I just dropped off some lunch for her and her mom, and we played the Golden Girls game. Anyway, way you slice it, which I'm a horrible friend because she's never seen an episode of the Golden Girls. <laughs> Seriously. I like, well, I got an edge on you. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's just, she is seriously just has that same Rebecca sense of humor. Her last treatment is going to be February 2nd. And um, she's hoping to return to work February 19th. I know she and Cassie have had conversations about this. And when we get back from Burt's Big Adventure, we're going to throw her a huge party, um, a huge F cancer party for finishing mm-hmm. treatment. Because um, even though treatment ends February 2nd, I'm like, I was going to do this behind your back. We were going to do this behind your back. But we want to make sure that you're feeling up to it. And because, you know, treatment can take a toll on you. And so chemo does kind of wipe her out. She's very tired at the end of the, towards the end of the treatment. Um, But she's handling the side effects really well. And there have been minimal side effects. And yeah, she's just, man, she's, she's kicking butt. I'm so proud of her. Um, What is she listening to, to when she, (laughs) I'm setting Kristen up because I know the answer to that. Yeah, I I shared last night because I thought this was so fascinating. (laughs) Some of the things you think about when you're going through cancer. And I had dinner with Bert last night. I'm like, yeah. So I gave him the update on how Rebecca's doing and what. Not, and I go when she does radiation because I, I don't remember exactly how long it is. I think it's thirty minutes that she's getting her tongue, you know, radiated on, and she doesn't want to ruin any of her favorite songs or music, so she doesn't listen to music while she's getting treatment because she doesn't want to associate the two. Oh. So she listens to the Burt Show. <laughs> True. <laughs> she listens to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, thank you for the listens. <laughs> but she's like, it's like I have my friends there and they're distracting oh, me while okay. I'm getting my, my, my radiation. It's a long show too, so. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing much better. She is. And that's the, the key part. However, I did Google the tongue hair oh, thing. Of course you did. Um, these cells can resemble tan to black hair. Hairy tongue sometimes causes bad breath or bad taste. Smokers... And people with poor oral hygiene are more likely to experience hairy tongue. Obviously, this is not her. It can be treated with daily brushing of the tongue and the use of a tongue scraper. So maybe that's what would happen. I, I'll tell you that's what. Tongue, that's tongue, like that's actual tongue hair. Right. This is arm hair. Yeah, I don't Okay. I, I don't have that you, no, but, look at the, but as I'm thinking of this, if I'm smoking, the risk of getting lung cancer would make me stop smoking less than knowing that if I was a smoker, I was going to have bad breath based on the hair tongue that I was going to be. That's probably <laughs> something you should discuss in therapy. Okay. Hairy tongue is not hair on the tongue. Right. It's it's a coating. It's an abnormal coating on the top yeah. of the surface of the tongue. You need to search actual hair on the tongue. <laughs> okay. I'll spend, I'll spend the next, uh, seriously, 20 minutes doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very curious. The Bird Show. 
sometimes perceptions about you from other people can really hurt, especially when they're true and accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like there are always things we try to hide about ourselves to fit in, uh, but you can't hide from who you truly are. And I found that out the hard way last week when I went out to lunch with uh, Mikey and Jackson. So every now and then the youths of the Burt Show will go across the street for lunch, you know, one day a week, we'll gab, we'll talk, we'll talk smack about everyone on the show. It's a good time. Are you part of the Blue Moon Pizza Crew now? <laughs> I'm a part of the Blue Moon Pizza Crew Whoa. now. Do you get like a Girl Scout badge or something like that? <laughs> I hope so. Burt Show badge? We should I- have Burt Show badge. <laughs> <laughs> I have to collect those now. I hear now that I'm a, bur- uh, a girl, girl scout. Um, but anyway, so we go and we're, we're chatting. I'm giving Mikey sage career advice. I'm talking to Jackson about his girlfriend, how things are going. And we're like an hour into this conversation. I mean, I've had like two and a half Coke Zeros at this point. Whoa, things, things are getting crazy at the Blue Moon Pizza. And all of a sudden, Mikey out of nowhere just looks at me and goes, did you not watch SpongeBob as a kid? Just completely unprovoked. We weren't even talking about SpongeBob in the conversation. Or cartoons or anything from youth. No, I think I was telling him what to get his girlfriend for for, for their anniversary. And he was like, wait a second. Did you not watch SpongeBob? And I was very confused. This was on your mind. Yeah, I revealed a big, a big fold of, of Abby's character here. And I, I looked her up and down. And I said, <laughs> Abby, you weren't allowed to watch SpongeBob as a kid, were you? And I was exactly right. And I've said this for so long. You can pick them out of a crowd. You know the ones who weren't allowed to watch SpongeBob. There's something about them. So you have a gift. I have a gift. Okay. All right, let's let's yeah. test this gift. Okay. Well, I mean, first, before you test the, the gift on the rest of us, what makes you, like, looking at Abby, what screams she wasn't allowed to watch <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants? There's a certain, <laughs> there's a certain quality. It's hard to put your finger on. <laughs> Careful, I'll get you fired. <laughs> it's like a spidey sense. It's hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard to put your finger it on. It really right? is hard to put your finger on. But I, after this, to test it out, because I had it in my brain. I said, I don't want to just come out and accuse her of nothing. So, <laughs> so I said, we started talking about tattoos. And I said that my friend has, I think, the greatest tattoo that's ever existed. It's living like Larry. Living like Larry. And me and Jackson are like, yeah, we're high-fiving. We're jumping up and down. And Abby's sitting there a little confused. And I said, Abby, I knew it. I'm you, like, Who, who's Larry? Who's Larry? You weren't allowed to watch SpongeBob as a kid, and I knew it all along, and I just had to test the waters. And it but Abby, oh, so that was a test. It was a you test. You knew she hadn't watched SpongeBob, and you're like, I'm going to talk about my friend's tattoo, which is about SpongeBob, and I guarantee Abby's going to have no clue what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. The theory rings true every time, but I think Abby's a bit of an outlier in this because usually I can't get along with people that didn't watch SpongeBob as a kid. It was one of the most <laughs> the most personality shaping things of my entire childhood. It's like if you'd never heard of Santa Claus. Like it's the most important thing. All my references are SpongeBob. Um and yeah, Abby is an outlier though because usually they're not able to be silly. They're hard to be around. Abby's only got a couple qualities that say <laughs> that say I did not watch SpongeBob as a yeah. child. What he's saying is I can't get along with people who are dweebs because growing up there dweebs. was always the people who were allowed to watch SpongeBob growing up and the people who weren't allowed to watch SpongeBob growing up. And I kind of fell somewhat in the middle, which is why I think I, we can we can okay. gel because I I wasn't allowed to watch it up until a certain age. There you go. And if you don't know anything about SpongeBob, it was known as one of the more controversial 
cartoons growing up. Like, I think one kid did something that SpongeBob did that was kind of dangerous, and it put this thought in a bunch of parents' heads that SpongeBob is a dangerous show that yeah. kids shouldn't be allowed to watch. I am dying to know what that was because I don't know that I, I, I clearly I didn't watch when I was a kid, but I want to know what that, that controversy was. I think another big part of it is that there's all these fake studies that moms hear about that SpongeBob makes you stupid. What? Which is not true. I wouldn't be the genius I am today without it. Well, I did go to Florida, so maybe there is some, right, well, some that's, merit to it. Going to Florida is basically watching SpongeBob. But <laughs> when you because there's certain shows that have like educational elements. There, there is no educational element to SpongeBob. Correct. It's just for it, it's just for fun. Heck no, it's good times. But <laughs> I, think edu- that, I think that there are life lessons like. There's life lessons. There's you life don't, lessons. You don't yeah. want to be a Squidward. You don't want to be a Mr. Krabs. There's people. You, it's a it's a personality show. You're not learning how to do math. You're learning how to act like a person in the world. Yeah, I want to be Patrick and live under a rock and not talk to people. That See, would be that's great. a good one. Say it. I, I like to be Patrick. Just so I'm clear, right? Is it the one sentence that you will say and either they know it or don't, which indicates if they watched or not, or can you tell personality-wise before you even ask that question? Before I have the question, I know. Because I, I took a look around the interns a little bit ago, and I said, ah, all these people watched SpongeBob. And then I said, everyone here was allowed to watch SpongeBob. They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, so I'd look at Katie. I'd say probably she was allowed... I'm not sure if she watched it that often, but she was allowed to watch SpongeBob. Okay, is that just, accurate, Katie? Just knowing what you know about Katie. No, just I've been looking watching at SpongeBob it. since 1999. When there it came we go. Is there anybody on staff that you think has not? I think the older people probably yeah. not. Jackson for sure. He's right up SpongeBob Lane. Um, Rebecca was allowed to watch SpongeBob for sure. Who else we got? Kaylee. Kaylee. He doesn't like SpongeBob. Kaylee, were you allowed to watch SpongeBob? Did you watch SpongeBob as a kid? Um, yeah, but I don't know that I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. yeah I mean, so I was probably did. making money and going to strip clubs. I probably <laughs> didn't, like, I probably wasn't at home watching cartoons, but I love SpongeBob. So, there we go. It's right. a weird combo. Mikey, how about me? Because I was a kid when SpongeBob came out. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. No, I oh, hate SpongeBob. I was going to say absolutely not. I, I also wasn't allowed to watch MTV or Growing Pains or like in, any fun TV. Anybody that's wearing a hoodie in studio that says Emery. Going back to the whole study thing, I found a thing that came out that says uh, shows like SpongeBob, and they specifically named SpongeBob, hinders abstract thinking, short term memory, and impulse control in preschoolers. <laughs> hinders? Hinders abstract thinking? Thinking that show is abstract thoughts. That's literally the weirdest show ever. I think that that's uh, that's nonsense, Tommy. <laughs> nonsense. Can I tell you the one cool, like, random trivia fact I know about SpongeBob, though? It From is. the girl who never watched it. Yeah, it's really exciting. I love it. So, you know, he lives in Bikini Bottom, mm-hmm. right? It's um, a joke on the Bikini Atoll, which is a real place where they did nuclear testing, which is why Sponge can speak and Patrick the Starfish can speak and because they're <laughs> started doing their that nuclear blink. testing. That's so freaking, <laughs> if you like SpongeBob, that is so interesting to realize they're all nuclear experiments and that's why they evolved that way. This is the most unsponge-like theory. <laughs> well, and I'm it wearing could, it every hoodie. What did you expect? And it could only come from you. Yeah, she's got to come hit us with stats and Oh my God. <laughs> from the history books. Come on. Fascinating. <laughs> so your theory stands, friend. Your theory kinda, stands. Kinda. Okay.
Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years, it's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. The Bird Show. All right, let's get Kat on here because she is wondering if she should ditch or date a guy based on his breath. She wants to know, should she ditch a date? Make a move or wait? Should she keep him all dumb? She wants to know if she should banish him or be smashing him, bury his bones or jump him. Right, this is a tough one, man. I mean, if he checks all the boxes... Except he's got this one major problem, and it's his breath. How do you get around that? Hey, Kat. Hi, hi. Good morning. Uh, thanks Go- for having me. Good morning. You're welcome. Go for it. Um, so I'm turning to the wisest people I know for some advice. Oh, Lord help um, so- <laughs> That's too bad. So here's the deal. Um, I've been dating this great guy for a few weeks, and I'm genuinely enjoying most aspects of my time with him. Like, things are going great in almost every department. But then there's just this one thing that's been on my mind, his breath. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, it's not exactly fresh, and it's a definite concern for me. And just let me clarify that, that his breath is, like, when it's fine, everything's fantastic, kissing, cuddling, you name it. So I'm pretty sure it's just some, like, chronic issue. And I'm torn on what to do. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to make a big deal out of it, especially since we're still in the early stages of dating. I mean, like, who wants to be that person, right? So, on the other hand, it might be a deal breaker for me, but I just I just can't help but wonder if it's, like, a simple matter of brushing habits or if it's, like, something else entirely. And, like, is this even something I should bother addressing early on, or should I just walk away from the entire potential relationship? Like, I think he really likes me aside from this issue, and I like him. So, like, if you were in his shoes and you started dating someone, like, would you want them to be blunt with you, you know, and tell them that you have bad breath so you can fix it and keep dating them? Or would you want to be spared the embarrassment and just have them walk away? And how long have you been dating again? Um, it's just been a few weeks. Okay. So, we're early, so early. I will say that I have made this mistake. Um, yeah. Uh, the timing was really, really bad. Um it was somebody I was going out with that was going through a little bit of the family trauma uh, situation. And we were face-to-face very close to each other on the couch. And she was very emotional at the time of what she was telling me. And mm. it was at that time, her breath was so bad <laughs> in that moment that I couldn't focus on what she was saying. And I I, th- I can't remember the words that came out of my mouth for her, but it was like, 
something about what did you eat on the way over here because maybe it was like your breast smells like butt or something um, during this really emotional time. I couldn't even focus on what she was saying, but needless to say, didn't go well. Uh, it was brought up many times after that. So first of all, the timing has to be right or you are dealing with the ramifications of this long term. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to do it when they are very emotionally vulnerable and crying. Right. <laughs> it was so bad I couldn't yeah. focus on the words that were coming out of her mouth, but I could clearly see that she was emotional and I couldn't get around it. <laughs> I couldn't give her advice because her breath was so bad. <laughs> I, I feel like you got to bring it up in kind of a jokey manner. A, when they're not crying from their family trauma. Yep. So maybe like, I don't know, you know, after you go out with, with, you, with your man or your girl and you've had a couple of drinks and you come back to the apartment and you're cuddling on the couch. Once you've kind of got that alcohol barrier in between you two, just kind of just kind of go up to him and give him a little, be like, do you have garlic at dinner? Say one thing, he'll be thinking about it for the rest of the week. So I think you don't even need to be blunt about it. Just be a little... They will joke about it. Here's where I think men yeah. and women are different, right? If a man tells a woman that her breath isn't right, she will think of that for not days but weeks maybe. If you tell a dude, he's going to think it's a one-offer and won't even think. He won't be insecure about it for the next week or two. So you got to bring it up multiple times. You got to bring it up multiple <laughs> times, I think. Mikey's uh, messy. Mikey wants it. I think so. Um, also, there's a little trick I have is that if someone's breath stinks, I say, hey, we should brush our teeth. We should go brush our teeth. <laughs> what do you think about that? Even Subtle. when you're at the bar, yeah. like, hey, we should go brush hey, our teeth. You know what would be funny, actually? Let's go brush our teeth. <laughs> Very subtle. But as a, as a man, I think that it is okay to bring it up to him and... Not, it's not a sit down though. Uh -huh. You don't sit this guy down and be like, you smell horrible. But if it is a chronic problem, like maybe they're not flossing and the breath is bad all the time because that can happen. You got food in your teeth that's rotten, right? Um, so if it's a chronic problem, that's a that's a difficult conversation. If it's a one-offer, no problem. Well, it, it's not a one-offer here. It happens multiple times for her. So what do you think about, and not, and not as a sit down, but like you're doing something or whatever, and she's like, hey, I have a hypothetical question for you. If if you know somebody with really bad breath, do you do you do you tell them or is that like would that be too embarrassing for them? And have him answer the question. And then depending on how he answers the question is how you proceed. And he was like, Yeah, no, I tell him and be like, I gotta tell you something. You gotta do something about your breath. Mm -hmm. I really like you, but I don't know what's going on in there. I would appreciate <laughs> that part. To yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. And I'd initially be embarrassed by it for sure. Um, but then I would do something about it. That would put me in my head, but I guess it is the difference between men and women. Like, if you said something hypothetically, I'm going to be like, oh, she's been thinking about this for a while. How long has she been thinking about it? Oh. Hey, good news, Kat. If you last as long as my husband and I have for 17 years, I tell him all the time when his breath is rank, and I'm like, you got to go do something about that. I can't have a conversation with you. I, I think initially, Kat, if you're honest with him, he will be initially hurt. It's not a break up a bull offense. He will get over it, and you will get what you want. Do not, do not ditch this guy yet. Okay, yeah, that's great advice. Thank you, guys. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Most people get their fashion inspo from their local fashion influencer or maybe a celeb that they love. But Kanye West? Mm-mm. 
not him. His latest look is modeled after a James Bond villain. So reports came out yesterday that he removed and replaced his teeth with $850,000 titanium dentures. Reports saying he wanted to look like James Bond villain Jaws. Oh, God. So that's what reports are saying. But I saw on the Shade Room this morning, they are exclusively reporting that his rep said he didn't take out his teeth to make this new look happen, but it is permanent. So it's like this, uh, it basically just looks like he has a big metal plate over his teeth. Are you old enough to have ever seen that movie? I've never the seen it. that he's talking about? Yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. Um, <laughs> it's just like braces on steroids, really, like titanium braces on steroids. I haven't seen Kanye's face, but back in the day, that villain was scary, man. Oh, I mean, I just pulled it up. Yeah, I saw the photos and I'm like, this can't be comfortable. It doesn't look comfortable at all. Yeah, it's his face. Do what you want, man. I mean, Good yeah. If I had $850,000 laying around, I would want my life to be more comfortable, not not uglier and uh, less comfortable. <laughs> I think what we're learning about Kanye isn't true, though, that uh, he clearly has taken a financial hit because of the Yeezys and everything else. Dude's spending $850,000 on his teeth. He's still doing okay. Yeah, I know. And he is fashioning his new wife, question mark. I think they're officially married. They are. And she, I think, might have inadvertently set a new trend because on the TikTok, all the kids are talking about this new fashion trend going around called the mob wife aesthetic. Mm. Now, if you haven't seen it yet, I feel like it's a it's a pendulum swing to the other side. For the last couple of years, the quote unquote clean girl aesthetic has been in where girls are wearing minimal makeup and the slicked back bun and the matching track suits and they just want to look fresh as a little daisy. Well, now, not anymore. Now, the new aesthetic is to dress like a mob wife, like you have been. <laughs> And hired to kill somebody's girlfriend. People are looking mm-hmm. to Carmelo Soprano for mm-hmm. inspiration, Ovira Hancock from Scarface, Karen Hill in Goodfellas, and Rosalind Rosenfeld in American Hustle. Is that not the first thing you said when I saw you last night at the restaurant? When you pull, because we were there with somebody, I was there with somebody else. Kristen pulls in and she's dressed in this nice, big, beautiful coat. And the first thing you say is, I'm channeling my mob wife aesthetic. Because <laughs> it's all about, like, it's about the bling. So it's, like, layered necklaces and multiple rings and, like, the faux fur jackets. Um, and then, you know, a little bit bigger hair. Also, like, a lot of animal print <laughs> and the tight pants. And it's just, it, it, it's a look. It's Jersey. It, right? it, it is. Kind of jersey, yeah. It, yeah. I feel like we've slowly been transitioning into it because the long nails have been in. Mm-hmm. So girls oh, look yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the acrylics going around with people look like they just have claws built into their beautiful claws, glittery claws built into their fingernails. But I'm loving this because I have never once felt akin to the clean girl aesthetic. So I'm excited that I can get my inner like Brooklyn on. Yeah. Chan- channel your inner mob wife. Yes. It's more Newark than it is Brooklyn. Newark. And I hope it goes quickly. <laughs> All right. Everyone. Everyone has that one TV show that got canceled after one season and they never let it go. For me, it was the Disney Plus TV show Lizzie McGuire reboot mm. because they were making it and then they decided to stop making it. This was a huge show in the early 2000s, starred Hilary Duff, and they were making this reboot for Disney Plus and they pulled it after like one episode that they filmed. It didn't even come out. And rumor has it that they pulled it because it was going to be a little too scandalous for Disney Plus. And it all has to do with this one unfinished storyline that one of the writers... Um, his name is Jonathan Hurwitz is coming out and talking about. He is saying that when Lizzie finally got to hook up with her childhood crush, 
Ethan Kraft, that's when Disney Plus said, ah, uh-uh, that's too far. Episode three wasn't filmed, but there was a script for it. Um, Lizzie wakes up in Ethan, Ethan's bed in his water polo t-shirt. Um, and animated Lizzie pops up and she has this little like checklist, uh, like a to-do list. And Ethan is on the list um, and she checks it off. And I think she says something like, well, check to that box. Dramatic pause. Ooh. Twice. Um, so if I had to guess... I saw another comment about, um, you know, oh, were there certain st- storylines as to, you know, why maybe Disney Disney wasn't comfortable with it? Uh, my guess was <laughs> that moment was probably one of them. Yeah, so Disney's not into hooking up with your high school ex-crush. So just know that that's what Disney's feeling mm-hmm. about uh, the, the Lizzie McGuire uh, reboot. I'm I really thought about it. Real quick, I saw Hillary Duff in a grocery store in L.A. one time at a Vons. It's a grocery store chain. She was reading a tabloid, and it was her on the cover. It was really? all about her. <laughs> oh, and she's standing there reading the magazine. Yeah, I would do the same thing. Right? Wouldn't you? Yeah, just to see, like, uh, uh, who can I sue this time? (laughs) (laughs) How can I get my bag since Disney Plus just pulled my new show? And then I think probably when you've seen it enough, then you're just like, I'm not reading that crap if you're the celebrity. But at first, I'd be pulling open that magazine. (laughs) All right, Karma is coming for an artist that did the Burt Show dirty. I'll tell you why Ice Spice is getting sued. Not by us, but it's on your next EFOS on the Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. Kristen, I got a little gift for you this morning, okay? Oh, Okay. Uh, I want to give a gift to your inner seventh grader. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I'm excited. <laughs> so there's a woman going viral this morning because she's going from job to job. And every time she does, she is making it uncomfortable for other employees. And it's turned out to be an HR issue just over her name. So in the companies, the three companies that she's been at, they do the email address where they take your first initial and your full last name. Uh-huh. And her name is Samantha Heart. <laughs> oh, she's short. <laughs> <laughs> it's become an issue in three different jobs. The last one was like shart at whatever the company is dot com. Oh, so. bless her little shart. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kaylee, so you got some beef with somebody on the shoe. No, 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 no beef. No beef. Just... You know, when you work with people and you hang out with people all the time, you know, sometimes feelings, you know, mature and you start to look at your those people in a different way. More intimately? What are you talking well, about? Well, maybe. I mean, I guess it depends. There, are, I mean, it depends on the dynamic, I guess. Sometimes feelings could mature that way in an intimate way and sometimes um, they can mature in other ways. And so for me... You know, there's somebody in this room that my feelings have just started to mature mm-hmm. in a way that I just, I can't look at that person the same anymore. Are you about to confess your love for Bert? What's happening here? Well, no, not for Bert, no, no. Oh, no, so no. Bert's in the clear? Bert's so, in the clear. So one of the women in the room? Yeah, have, I just, no. I just look at, <laughs> I look at one of you three in a, just a different light now, and I just don't think I can go back. Was there something that brought this... That reevaluation was, or redefinition of this woman, I'm guessing. No, huh? I guess time. I guess it just, you know, it's just. What's going on? Yeah. Well, so Kristen. Oh, God bless oh, America. Thank God it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know you have a man in your life uh-huh. that already fills this role. Yeah. But I have developed this brotherly type love for you. Okay. Like, I almost look at you like a sister now. 
Really? And I've never had a sister, and I've always wanted one so I could annoy the piss out of them. <laughs> oh, you are like a little brother. And or- now I just, I find myself, if I have a segment on this show and she's not here, I don't even want to do it. <laughs> and, and if I don't get told to shut up or get out. Pretty consistent with I, her. Yeah. I almost feel the bit as a failure. Well, she's also close <laughs> with your wife also, so she's probably protective of your wife also. I am. So when you do bonehead things, she's going to come down on you. Yeah, but it's just this thing where I'm like, is it going to piss Kristen off? That's like my checklist. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe. All right, that's going to be good. Uh, that's the way I should kind of spin it. And it's just kind of this brotherly, sisterly love I kind of feel for her now. Okay, I, I do. I love this and I appreciate this because in all sincerity, I feel the same way oh. about you. Are like sharing the love through like annoyance. Yes, I, it one hundred and it, it actually it pains me and it hurts me that people think I don't like you because <laughs> I really really do. Um, because I've been called out on our social media before for like being too harsh on Kaylee or <laughs> that it's so obvious Kristen hates him and I'm like no he's my lovable f up like he's just <laughs> I, I sincerely oh, have a soft spot in my heart for you and you are like I'd say you're the little brother I never had but I already have a little brother but he is nothing like you <laughs> people want to believe there are some of you guys that hey thankfully you're very 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 into the show yes some of you too much uh, <laughs> And you see or hear things that just aren't there. Yeah. So, like, Abby insulted me, like, twice over the last week. They're both really, really good burns, one about my age and one about me wearing, like, lifts in my shoes. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Uh, And I got a couple of DMs going, what did you do to Abby? Why does she hate you so much? Oh, come on. I I want to tell you guys again, all right, in this world right here, when you are listening to a show, if everybody is insulting each other equally, and we are all laughing, that is the sign of a healthy morning show. So don't read too much into it. There is nobody on this staff that doesn't like another member of the staff. It just doesn't happen now. If you can't make fun of each other, like if you can't make fun of your friends... Who can you make fun of? Right. <laughs> what friend group do you have where you guys don't poke at each other? I think every friend group. I know it's like, uh-huh. you know, somebody, you know, and this is so funny. My neighbor came over the other night and we, he was drinking and we started ragging on him about something just so stupid, but it was getting under his skin. Yeah. And he drove from his house to mine one of those old people scooters. <laughs> yeah. because, like a rascal? Like a rascal. Not that he can't walk, but because he wanted to, something to carry all his drinks up to my house. And when he went to leave and he stormed out because we were making fun of him, I guess he was on a hill and he fell over. No. And his face like was like pinned up against the car uh, that he fell over on. And I mean, uh, like ice and everything spilled. And he didn't talk to us for two days. But don't, but we... We celebrate yeah. that, yeah. you know. It's just a radio show. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's just, just a, life. It's just a radio show. I mean, well, I'm so glad, Kristen. We have mutual. Yeah. Like, we do. I love. I love you too, brother. Oh, thank Aww. you. And nobody's oh, yeah. even annoyed with each other today. No, no. but just Dang. wait. You, just yeah, give, give, time. Give, give her a few yeah, minutes. You come back here next hour or something <laughs> to annoy Kristen. Are we, okay? but aren't we talking about something? I think we are. I'm going to come in on oh, our yeah. hot take yes. on Bachelor Bachelor. And I got one. Get it? The Bird Show. So yesterday, as Mo and I were 
freezing every fiber of our being outside when we were doing this competition. Uh, it was basically a strip down in two degree weather. Uh, Mo's not even in this morning because we think he, the effect of the bit yesterday actually got him sick. It was freezing out there. Really, really, really cold. And if you've never had to spend any kind of extended time in that kind of weather, you might not understand like truly how uncomfortable it is. And Kristen was listening to it yesterday and had a couple of thoughts, like serious thoughts about it. Yeah, I did. I mean, we we had fun with the bit and, you know, you guys outside and you literally getting down to <sighs> nothing but your underwear in one degree weather. Um, but then I realized, like, for some people, this is a reality, like being out in this weather and, you know, today's weather we, right now, it currently is 21 degrees and it feels like it's 16 degrees outside. It's actually going to um, be even colder this weekend. And I'm like, you know, it would be really nice to get somebody from the Atlanta mission on to help out those that are experiencing homelessness and how we can help those stay warm this time of year. Yeah. And. When you said that we were going to be doing this this morning, I really thought like I, I my mind went back to the statistic like half of the country is like one paycheck away. Yeah. Right. From not being able to pay bills. So it can happen really, really fast. I think sometimes people have this um, this impression that if you're homeless, there's got to be some mental health issues going on. It's not like that. You know, we're all. Fairly, fairly close. Couple bad decisions. Uh, you lose a paycheck. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So I hit up Tommy and I'm like, "Hey, can we get somebody from um, the Atlanta Mission on to kind of guide people as to where they can donate, whether it be coats, hats, gloves, blankets, money?" And so uh, Tensley Almond, the CEO of Atlanta Mission, is on with us. And first, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us this morning. Well, thank you, guys. I am so excited that you're doing this. Um, it means the world to us that you would help us like this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because like I said, it just it kind of dawned on me. While we had fun being goofy yesterday, I'm like, yeah, there's some, there's quite a few people here in the Atlanta area that this is this is their reality on a daily in um, uh, on the daily and on the nightly. So how how can we help those in our area that are experiencing homelessness, and how do we keep them warm? You are uh, you are so right, and I, I know you guys had a lot of fun yesterday. But you're right; it's not. No, we didn't. It's not fun. <laughs> when you realize. Some, some had more fun than others. <laughs> I will assure you that, Tinsley. <laughs> well, it's definitely not fun when that's your reality. Yeah. And yeah. Um, as you guys were setting this up, I uh, I just was uh, so encouraged by how much you already knew because you're you're so right. Like for so many people, they really are one decision, one paycheck um, away from this being their reality. And uh, I think recent stats say upwards of 40% of those who live in Metro Atlanta are in danger of housing displacement right now, um, which is just crazy to think about. Um, And so we do, we need a lot of help to make sure that we're we're taking care of the people who are experiencing homelessness. Um, There's so many ways your listeners can can get involved, um, whether, you know, as a a financial donation, volunteering, um, like you said, just, you know, socks, blankets, Mm. old gloves. Um, We have a donation center. Uh, We take all of those donations and um, they, they really are, you, you may, they may be old to you, but they're life-saving to somebody else. Mm, Um, So so it's so helpful, um, you know, for us and for the clients that we get to serve. You know, I'm really curious. um, What is even the process? If somebody does find themselves in a situation like this, you know, if you're like living paycheck to paycheck, Mm -hmm. 
Do you just walk up to one of the shelters and do you have to fill out an application? I'm so clueless about all this. Do you fill out an application? Is there a background check? Uh, are all beds available all the time? How does it work? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, so for it's a little bit different at every shelter. For us, we do uh, what we call intake uh, every morning. We have a men's shelter, and then we have two women's and children's shelters. Um, and so at each of those locations, we do intake first thing in the morning. Um, and it really is. It's first come, first serve. Um, unfortunately, uh, it's based off of the bed capacity we have. And so just, you know, not to throw a lot of numbers at you, but we have between our locations, we have 800 shelter beds and those are typically 95% full Damn. all the time. And so depending on how many people show up, um, you know, we're able to take however many beds we have. And then, yeah, so, but there's no, no back. I mean, we try to take everybody as long as you're not a danger to yourself or to us. Um, we we will take anybody and everybody. All right. So uh, just in the interest of time here. So if people wanted to volunteer or again, if you need jackets or anything else. Yeah. What's the best way for them to donate to you guys? Yeah. The easiest way is to head to our website, just atlantamission.org. Um, our donation center is lo- located off of Bolton Road. You can drop by um, Monday through Friday to donate. But easiest way, just head to our website. Um, all the details are there um, about where we are and how to get stuff to us. Um, biggest need right now, blankets, gloves, socks, extra coats. Um, and then probably the other greatest way people can help is we have a 5K race coming up in February. Okay. Uh, where we run in the cold for those who sleep in the cold. Wow. Um, and uh, it starts at Centennial Park, and every registration goes straight towards helping people who are experiencing homelessness. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, and uh, at the same website, they can get all the info for that? AtlantaMission.org slash race. Great. Tensley, you ever need anything from us, you give us a call, okay? Uh, well, you guys are awesome. Thanks. All right, you take care. All right, bye. Get it. The Bird Show.